Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Joe Ostrowski here with you. And joining us now to look ahead to the NFL and the Ryder Cup is Zach Price. You can follow him on X at Zachonomics. Zach, thank you so much for joining us. You have been looking closely at the AFC North, arguably the best division in the NFL. Bengals and Ravens and Browns and Steelers. Uh, there are reasons to like all of them. What's a futures bet that you like in the AFC North? Yeah, first of all, thanks again for having me on, uh, Beck UL. Love coming on with you and Joe. And, um, you know, the AFC North is kind of like my division because I'm from Cleveland, so I follow the Browns. I hate the Steelers. The Ravens stole my team many years ago. And the Bengals have, like, kind of been like nothing until the last two years. And so, um, you know, it, it's going to be a crazy year in the AFC North. And so – I'm always out here hunting for value before the season. And I'm not seeing that value on the Bengals this year as the favorites in the division. So um, they're going to have that tough first place schedule that the NFL throws at them. Um, the NFL also likes to put the primetime uh, players in the, in the primetime games. And that's going to be Joe Burrow a lot this year. Look, they've won the last two division titles in, the, in, this, in this division. And I mean, it's, it's got to be, very difficult to win three in a row. So um, Burrow's coming off a little rust, a little injury, a little uncertainty. Um, look, the Bengals, they play KC very well, but they don't play the Browns very well. And that's their opening matchup this year is at Cleveland with Joe Burrow coming in after, you know, not having played any preseason games. So um, I don't want to say I'm fading the Bengals, but I'm going to stay away from them before the season on any futures. It's funny because the Browns have been coming up on this show a lot lately. I mean, a lot, a lot of different betters that we're talking to. They're talking about Cleveland. And for most of this offseason, Zach, and, and you know this, following the North so closely, I I love this division. I do think it's going to be the toughest in the league. There's been so much chatter about Burrow. And then he was injured, but, oh, he's good to go. He's going to be fine. He's and He's in that MVP conversation every year. That's the status he is. And then you have the change with Munkin, the offensive coordinator with the Ravens. So there's so much buzz about, oh, Lamar, can he have 4,000 passing yards? And nobody's talking about Cleveland. After a very disappointing season a year ago, nobody thought Watson was going to look that bad. Um, it's just – it's a fascinating division that a lot of, the, a lot of the, uh, the opinions that I respect out there are on the Browns. So I, I think you certainly have a strong case. And with the Watson stuff, people just – kind of forgot about how much talent is is all over that roster if the browns are going to be contending and you, you don't want to say pick against burrow I, I certainly understand it is it as simple as steelers are going to finish last because i <laughs> there are people out there pumping up pittsburgh as a possibility here no i absolutely would not assume Steelers are going to uh, finish last. Um, Joe, I come on your show every year around this time, and every year I hear the Steelers aren't that good. The Steelers are going to have an off year. Mike Tom, you know, and I come in with the old, Mike Tomlin's never finished with the losing record. There's 17 games in the season. He's got to win nine to keep that going. Look, they have a, 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 a quarterback on a rookie contract. They've, they're able to spread the wealth around to the rest of their team. They've got TJ Watt. They, they you know, Pittsburgh is a winning franchise. I can say that coming from Cleveland because they've beat us for decades. And they're, they have 
the best coach, coach in the division, if you ask me. They have a top defense. They have a top defensive mm. player. Um, I see them at plus 450 to win the division. I would absolutely say there's value on the Steelers to win this division. Um, I'm, not, I'm not writing them off at all. I'll never write off the Steelers as long as the Roonies are owning that team. So um, if you ask me, this division is purely up for grabs. And when something's up for grabs, I'm looking down the board at the highest odds. So plus 450 Steelers, um, I'll take a chance there. You know, going to the Browns and what you said. I mean, the Browns, um, they could be terrible this year. I'm from Cleveland. I know about terrible seasons. But what I like to do when I bet is I like to find the high volatility teams, the teams with upside. So last year, the Browns had Jacoby Brissett. There was no upside on them. Um, There's no upside on Jacoby Brissett. He did a fine job. Um, Deshaun Watson came in. He wasn't himself. Like you mentioned, uh, he's a fantastic quarterback. I'm not getting into the personal stuff. I'm not getting into any of that stuff. I go by what I see on the field, what I think is going to happen. And the Browns could be terrible this year. Deshaun could be terrible this year. But Deshaun could also return to all pro form where he's leading the league in passing yards. We've got Chubb in the backfield. Obviously, the defensive end, Miles Garrett and, you know, Zedarius Smith's coming over. Uh, we got a little help with wide receiver, Elijah Moore. I don't think, you know, that's going to change the game, but it helps on third down. And so, like, Joe Koo's a great tight end, a Cooper at receiver. Um, look, we play the Bengals and the Steelers the first two weeks, and they could go 0-2. They could go 2-0. and If I'm looking at a plus 375 to win the division, I love them going into two division games to start the year because I could burn my ticket if they go 0-2. Uh, but if they win those two tough games – you know, we're, we're going to be the favorites in the division after two weeks. Are there individual plays when it comes to the Browns, uh, such as Deshaun Watson for MVP or someone to lead the league in receiving yards or rushing yards or maybe Miles Garrett to win defensive player of the year? Anything stand out with the Browns as far as those markets? I mean, Garrett's a, Garrett for defensive player of the year is always on the table. Um, he's been in the system for a long time. Like I mentioned, Zadarius Smith is either going to take some pressure off Garrett or Garrett's going to get all the pressure and Smith's going to have a, a big season. But, you know, Miles Garrett always in play for defensive player of the year. Now, Deshaun Watson is an interesting one for MVP. We know the narrative. He's not going to get the votes on a feel-good story. But if he puts up the numbers and the Browns are leading the division, God forbid, lead the AFC, maybe go 13-4 and four somehow, He's going to be the leader for MVP if he's, if he's throwing the ball at the, at the clip that he used to. So um, I absolutely think he has a shot at it. Obviously, if it comes down to him and another guy who's well-loved by the media, I don't know if Deshaun's going to get the votes. But numbers are numbers. I've seen it 100 times. Um, everybody loved Brady for MVP a couple of years. People were hating on Rodgers because of his COVID stance and other things. And sure enough, Rodgers just you know, tore the league apart, just kept winning and winning and winning and winning, and he won the MVP at the end of the year. So um, absolutely looking at Watson for MVP. All right, give me, uh, give me some other players that you're looking at for MVP this year. Well, Joe, you, you got to obviously look at the quarterbacks. I'm not going to go um, off of that. And I'm always looking for that high ceiling, like who's going to be able to explode this year. Uh, you know, when I've come on your show in the past at this time, I'm, I'm a huge Lamar Jackson guy for MVP. So I've picked him the last couple of years. He comes out of the gates, firing, running around, throwing touchdowns. Um, and then, you know, his odds drop. And then by the end of the year, he's injured and there's drama and he they miss the playoffs or, you know, they're just playing terrible and he doesn't come back. So 
this year, I'm going to stay away from Lamar, although I, you know, anytime he's on the field, he's a threat. He's 14 to one at MGM right now. I totally see him having a great first couple of weeks in that dropping. But if I'm going to go for the whole season, I'm looking at a guy like Trevor Lawrence, who's at 16 to one. Um, Jags look like they're, they're the leader in that division. Again, it comes down to the team too. So if Lawrence, you know, starts throwing that ball and the Jags start winning, they take the division, maybe get that number one seed. Um, he, this could be his breakout year. He's going to get some votes at 16 to one. Another guy I like is Justin Herbert. Um, we've, we've seen what he can do. He's an offensive genius. You know, he's, he's the heir apparent in that division. Obviously, I'm not discounting Patrick Mahomes. That would be insane. But looking for value, Justin Herbert, another, again, fantastic offensive team. They could just shoot the lights out this year and maybe grab that one seed. I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. I don't think the Jags are going to win the Super Bowl, but we're not talking about the Super Bowl. We're talking about regular season MVP. I'm looking at young quarterbacks who can explode this year, and I think Lawrence and Herbert are those two guys. Circling back to the AFC North here, is it possible that everybody from that division makes the playoffs? And certainly some math would be required in order for that to happen. But if that does occur, maybe even two out of three two, or two teams, you know, get wildcard spots, something like that. How would you bet on that? And what are the real possibilities that all four or three of four make it? So in the AFC, I do not think all four are going to make it. They're just going to be beaten up on each other. Um, the AFC East is very tough. The West has great te- I mean, um, I think the, the AFC is just going to be a bloodbath this year. So I don't see all four. I could see three teams making it for sure. Um, uh, maybe some nine and eight squads get in and they beat up on each other and they play the last games of the year and maybe one team's in and they sit their players. Uh, I could see that totally happening. So the AFC, like I said, it's a bloodbath. If they were in the NFC in this division, I could see all four teams making it. I think all four teams are, are rock solid. And, um, yeah, I could see all four teams having nine wins or higher. Uh, Zach, every time we speak, at some point in the conversation, it turns to the links. We hit on some golf. So I want to do that with the news earlier this week, uh, that we have the Ryder Cup team. Man, I, 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 this U.S. team. What are your thoughts overall? And I, I, I'm shaking my head because I'm looking at these numbers. They're actually coming down. Um, geez, I can't believe this is even close to even money. That, but that's where we are right now. I'm looking at BetMGM and U.S. is minus 125. What? What is happening here? All right, Joe. So. I'm I'm a European Ryder Cup truther over here, okay? I'm not yeah. afraid to take the team with the less talent, but with the more heart. So, I don't know. You're going to start hearing this stat if you haven't heard it already. But the U.S. has not won on European soil in 30 years, okay? They've won once in 40 years. So, keep that in your back pocket. Uh, this comes down to talent versus heart. This comes down to road team versus home team. This comes down to the Americans feeling having the pressure on them, having some controversial picks, which I don't think they were really controversial. We can get in that in a second. Um, okay. But I like what Europe's starting with. I mean, they got Rory and Rum and Hovland and Hatton yeah. and, you know, Fitzpatrick is, is going to be a pick if he doesn't get in. Justin Rose, I mean, Shane Lowry, they'd be crazy not to pick. They have a great captain and Luke Donald and Tomas Bjorn, a little Thabel and, the Molinari brothers in Italy. I mean, 
they're the fans are just going to be riled up for Europe. We've seen it every time. They take this event more seriously than the, than the Americans. The Americans blew them out in Wisconsin last time. They had the talent. They set up the course for the bombing. And I think Europe's going to be setting up their course for their players. And I think the fans are just going to come with so much that uh, the Americans, I, I, I worry about them. Now, you know, look, we, we go to the captain's picks. Burns, Fowler, Kepka, Morikawa, Spieth, JT have no problem with any of these picks. If I were the captain, though, I'm taking Dustin Johnson, maybe. Yeah. Um, maybe even thinking about Captain America Patrick Reed. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think it's going to be – I mean – I think it's going to be a lot closer, but we can, we can go through the picks. We can go through the pairings. Um, you know, th- I love this event. They're not playing for money. They're playing for patriotism. They're playing for their, their team, their players, the wives. Or the, I just think that, like this is the most fun event to watch at golf. I got to ask you about Justin Thomas, though, because certainly he's had a story career. He has major championships, but recent form leaves something to be desired. I wonder if that one is a controversial pick. And are there others uh, where you're scratching your head and saying, well, why was this chosen? And is there a depth question now with Team USA? Yeah, JT, look, uh, his struggles are, are noted. I, you know, continued to bet him while he was struggling until I finally took my foot off the gas and said, all right, you know, something's going on here. This is, a, this is something we see in, in many, many, many golfers' careers. They just hit a wall. They just hit a period where where the gate, the ball isn't falling. The ball's not going in their direction. Maybe something's going on in the personal lives that we don't know about. And then the Ryder Cup comes, and it's a whole different ball game. They're not playing stroke play. They're not playing seventy two holes in a tournament. JT is a great Ryder Cup player. He's got heart. He's got passion. Um, Ryder Cup record in his two Ryder Cups is six two and one. He's going to be playing with Jordan Spieth, no doubt. Um, the, I, I could. Look, I can totally see JT going undefeated in the Ryder Cup and everybody saying, there's JT, he's back. This was what he needed was a team event to get back on track. Uh, so now is it controversial? Well, of course, because the captain ZJ uh, picked him because, well, he has good vibes with a lot of the guys on the team. He has good vibes with Jordan Spieth. It makes for a perfect pairing. Um, guys like Dustin Johnson, Patrick Reed, Bryson DeChambeau on the live tour were totally ignored. Keegan Bradley has two wins this year. Um, you know, plays with a lot of passion too. Uh, but at the end of the day, I have no problem with this pick at all. Um, now, if JT doesn't perform, Johnson's going to catch a lot of heat for it, but that's why we play the game. So now, you know, when you talk about depth, I see five rookies on the USA team. This is what concerns me. Cantley's a rookie, Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, Matt Homa. They automatically qualified as rookies on, uh, in the Ryder Cup. And then, you know, Sam Burns was chosen. That could be a controversial pick. Sam Burns is going to get paired with Scotty Scheffler. You can bet on it. Um, Sam Burns is a great player. Again, would I have taken him as a rookie? I don't know. Probably would have gone with DJ. Fair enough. Zach Price, follow him on X at Zachonomics for all of your favorite golf Ryder Cup and AFC North insights. Thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our favorite value plays for NFL Offensive and Defensive Player of the Year. That's right here on the BetQL Network.